Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to the Elevate Your Soul podcast. Today, I am interviewing speaker and coach Kevin Ores, who helps people embody their full mastery in business, tantra, masculinity, and mindset. Kevin explains to us how men can begin to embody their authenticity and reach their full potential. We touch on a range of topics such as brotherhood, adopting a heroic mindset, how to move from victimhood to taking responsibility, what he thinks the biggest challenges today are for women and men in the Western society, and so much more. You can check out Kevin's website at kevinoras.com. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you have been enjoying it, please give me a five-star rating and write a little review on the side. It would mean so much to me. It really helps get this information out there. And for those of you who don't know yet, my podcasts are also available to watch online on YouTube at youtube.com slash elevate your soul podcast. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast episode. Hello, Kevin. Welcome to the Elevate Your Soul podcast. What's up, Aurel? Stoked to be here. First question I have for you is what elevates your soul? Love it. I mean, what elevates my soul is elevating other souls, actually, and giving and being of service, whether that's um, in person, online, inspiring people with content, you know. Yeah. Like the secret to living really is giving. Like T. Robbs was really onto something with that. Yes, of course, of course. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so who am I? I mean, that's a, that's a big question. <laughs> it's a big I've question. been seeking to ask. <laughs> you and, can answer it in human form. Answer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who am I? I'm, I'm a coach, mentor, speaker, um, performance philosopher, artist. So a lot of my work is around coaching clients one-on-one. Um, if you want to put me in the box of like an entrepreneur, that's the main yeah. gig I do. Yeah. Um, I coach men and women on polarity and relationship, Tantra, and also scaling their business or starting the entrepreneur path from scratch. So really love that. All-star clients. Um, I also do online courses and I do a lot of speaking, whether it's now it's online summits, but previously it was, uh, you know, festivals, workshops, masterminds. Mm-hmm where a lot of my work revolves around the, the masculine and healthy masculinity, rites of passage, the archetypes, um, archetypal shadow work, Done a lot of work with beautiful groups like Sacred Sons and mm. Elliot Hulse and his, his crew. Um, Elliot Hulse, yes. Oh my God, yeah. I haven't heard about yeah, him for years. Elliot. He was like the first like personal development person I ever watched like ever he was the first oh wow <laughs> yeah, yeah I, tra- I trained with him for a bit when he was like super into the Osho active meditations and bioenergetics okay um now Elliot's Elliot's pretty hardcore now I don't, I don't know I want to I don't want to speak yeah. for him now he's he's gone yeah. off the deep end but yeah when I was training with Elliot it was like deep deep bioenergetic somatic therapy and like osho meditations and medi- nice. like meditation retreats where we go into silence we go full like rage primal mode i mean yeah really grateful for that man he was in my he yeah. was on my path at a very crucial um, point about three or four years ago yeah but yeah the universe awesome. has pushed me into men's work that's like a big 
I didn't choose it, but that's what's coming to me. Yeah. I'll love if I can like, um, question you on, on your, your focus towards men. But the first question I have is how can, and I'll say it specifically to men, because that's usually where you work in. How can men begin to be more authentic and reach their full potential in life? Because I think authenticity is a huge struggle for a lot of people and men as well, totally. men included, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a great question. And this is actually something I address in my book. Like me and the co-authors last night, we're doing a stream and we're bringing up Heigl and Nietzsche. We're like full philosophers. And this is one of the core things that men struggle with is actualizing their desire. Okay. And being authentic in their desire because what society has done and modern society, postmodern society is doing this hardcore with um, a lot of the attacks on masculinity. Now, are some of them justified? Sure. There's a ton of assholes and tyrants out there. <laughs> yeah. um, are most men like that and psychopathic? No. 99% mm-hmm. aren't. So a yeah. lot of men, morality, judgment, shame, blame of the masculine power, whether that's aggression, assertion, sexual dominance, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of men who are well-meaning, upstanding gentlemen, amazing fathers, husbands, brothers, yeah. whatever, um, are completely living a lie. So they're like pretending everything's okay. They're not actualizing their desire, you know, physically, emotionally, psychologically. And this is why men commit suicide at such a high rate. We need men yes. to be more authentic. And that's why some of these technologies, that's why, you know, gathering with other brothers, doing this, the shadow work, doing the initiatory work is important to pop men out of that so they can fully express themselves. And then what do they become? They become healthy and guardians of life. And they, they dance with the feminine in harmony. They dance with the earth in harmony. And this is what all of our elders have been telling us, all our ancestors. Yeah. And now, now is the time to actually do it. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder, do you feel like men working with men when you host these retreats and workshops, for example, do you find like it's a lot easier for them to, because you have to be vulnerable in order to be authentic. So you have to almost first get into a place of vulnerability before you can find your true self and your authenticity. Do you find it's easier for men to do that when they're working alongside with other men versus then if women were to be there as well? It depends. It's different. So men can receive a lot of healing and be vulnerable with women, of course. Um, Unfortunately for a lot of men, if their primary partner, intimate partner, is that, they become the therapist and you don't, you don't want to fuck your patient, right? So this is, this is an issue that a lot of couples, including myself in the past, run into. Um, So hundred percent women can, can help men heal. When it's just men though, it's very unique because being vulnerable and letting down your armor around other men who have shared that experience is alchemy. So that is a, is a most healing, powerful way to submit to the healing forces. And also as a man, you need mentors. So even if you have amazing women in your life, you need an older man who you can model and receive wisdom from and who can hold a space for you. It's almost mm-hmm. like the father projection or archetype. And, and men need that to grow, especially young men. Yeah. Um, also, when there's a room full of men and there's zero women, if there's even one woman in the room, then something happens, which is beautiful and natural, but also can get in the way of the work, yeah. which is there's, there's the subtle awareness of the feminine. Yeah. And for those that are like, you know, attracted, there's the subtle like sexual field of like, 
positioning and jockeying and like mm-hmm. competition, mm-hmm. which is just evolutionary and it's great, but we, we don't need that field when we're doing the healing work. Yeah. No, I understand that too, because um, I've never actually really done the, the group healing stuff, to be honest, but I, I've been invited to a lot of the women's circles and I do kind of get why women host these women's circles and why men have these, you know, men workshops or whatever. Like I kind of get it. And, um, you described it pretty well. There's just like, uh, almost like a confidence barrier. Uh, I feel like it is like, it's almost like they're too scared as I said before, to have that vulnerability to let their guard down and find their authenticity. It's almost like a fear of doing that when the feminine is watching because men who are attracted to women, that's like such a huge fear for a lot of men in intimate relationships as well as letting their guard down and showing their true selves. And everyone has that though. Like, you know me, I was talking to you before about the, how, in so many, so many coaches and, and seminars and retreats these days are separating the men and the women and labeling uh, characteristics and personality traits as masculine and, and feminine. And I'm not a huge fan of separating those things. So I always like just adding on top of the fact when you're speaking about men and the common struggle that there's a lot of women having the same. And I feel like women have the same, like letting their guard down and being truly authentic women might hide it better. Like it might seem like we don't have that because when we're emotionally like blocked off and hiding, it's actually a lot harder to tell. It's a lot easier to tell with a guy. Usually that's a generalization. On average. Yeah. 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 Can you tell us any success stories that you've had of a client that you've had, whether it's been through a workshop or one-on-one coaching who has, really stepped into their true potential and as you like to call it their healthy masculinity (laughs) totally i mean a a lot of it happens in relationship to their career their relationship like their 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 sexual relationship so i mean i've seen i've seen some crazy shit around like like some of these men like tell us their block (laughs) their block isn't it's not that like oh i don't want to be vulnerable i don't want to be look like a bitch or a pussy you know like some of the societal stuff that men take on it's not even that that does exist some Mm. of these men have so much trauma or like Mm. there's so much in their body that's stored that it has to be cracked open through breath and through like physical like you know like 30 men holding a brother down and like letting him fully rage out you know there's there there's the body is just this it's an amazing memory card of all our experiences yeah. and that can be really detrimental if you're not able to access them. Um, but yeah, just like a perfect example is a brother who's like about to get divorced. So he literally is coming to this men's retreat to save his marriage in some ways, or his right. wife has sent him there uh-huh. and you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not looking good. And there may be many things involved, addictions, alcoholism, fidelity, there may be abuse or like domestic violence. There may be all kinds of stuff in there. But at the core is like that man hasn't actually accessed his power, which is why he's acting out a failure of a relationship. Mm. And, and, when, and access your power, you know, it's cliche in personal development. But what I mean by power is something very specific is that he doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know where he's going. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't feel supported by the people in his life. Mm-hmm. So maybe his parents have, have just said, you're a deadbeat. Maybe his 
friends just go to the bar and they're just drinking and watching sports. The other women in his life, besides his partner, are reflecting and shaming him. So there, there's processes right. you can go through, and I've seen this, where yeah. that man like has a full atonement. And he, instead of like the external world is, you know, it's not great for him, but he switches from victim to taking self-responsibility. Yes. And, you know, he has the breakthrough experience. It's messy. It's intense. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, stuff's like shamanic. It's, it's the most transformation I've ever seen outside of plant medicine. And what do you do to get them to do that? Like if you're saying they're lying on the ground, releasing, like crying, screaming, seeing the demon come out of yeah. them, what do you do to, to trigger that, to have that come out? I mean, there, there's many, many ways. And, and, you know, I've been with different groups and different practices. Sometimes all that's needed is presence. If a whole room of men, you know, mm. it's, it's all ritualistic. So you drop in, everyone checks in. You create the field. And if a whole group of men just put their attention on you and and the intent is to have a healing space, some men just pop instantly. Wow. Um, Some men with a lot of defenses, you're going to need deep breathing. So deep rhythmic circular breathing, shamanic breath, Wim Hof, you know, there's all styles. Okay. That will pop through the defenses. Some of the most intense places will actually go into like pre-birth trauma or like even past live trauma, like in breath work. Um, for a lot of men, they just, they need a, a family constellation or they need a, a version of work where someone stands in as a dead loved one, someone stands in as the abuser mm. um, and we can create a constellation. So there can be friends or family behind um, the person in front, you know, family constellation is a super powerful kind of like psychodrama that you can yeah. set up where the transference field is activated and these men will just instantly regress to the age at which the trauma happened. Totally. And then it's about releasing and clearing it. And then it's about re-imprinting. So a big part of it is like coming into connection, like touch. So many men are starved for touch. Yeah. Like yeah. You, it's unbelievable. Like, yeah, you, you hug your brother or whatever, but to actually like sustain contact with a man or have multiple men with their hands on you. I mean, this is, this is the healing work. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's, a, it's a fucking shame that society has, has really programmed men to be yeah. extremely avoidant of masculine touch. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's, I'm just like thinking in terms of it would be, <laughs> it would be really different if he had all, if one guy had all of the attention of everyone looking at him in a room that was only female and touching him that was only female. I get what you mean. <laughs> like, very like that, different the feeling the energy would be completely different right um yeah. so i guess it's that and i think maybe um you can tell me your thoughts that a lot of that wounding as well the reason why it needs to be men is because the trauma is related with their father so it's that mas- masculine that male figure in their life that they have the trauma or the wounding from or with so in a sense it's almost like um healing that wound of that male relationship in their life from their childhood does that make sense totally i mean that's that's very present but also i'd say equally is the mother wound yeah so whether that's their actual mother or a caretaker that was feminine or their partner or ex whatever Mm -hmm. a lot of men are healing the feminine relationship too and What's really great about that is, you know, even though there are women in the space, um, it's actually a very feminine balanced space because especially the facilitators, like I've trained under and like these guys are like, they're like 
fucking wizards. So they, they, they are holding so much yin and like care and compassion, mm. but also like very like strict, powerful masculine. So yeah, I, like the feminine's allowed to emerge as well. And, and for a lot of men, you know, their, their biggest wound is from their mom. Okay, yeah. And by feminine energy, you mean? Nurturing, compassionate, like more sensitive and intuitive. Mm -hmm. Whereas some of the masculine energy is like more direct and discerning and more explosive or penetrative. I mean, okay, it, it does, it does depend, you know, cause some of these practices it's they're, they're balanced. So you can really like pick which one is which they're, they're right. connected. Yeah. So I love what you mentioned before about transitioning the man, as you were saying, like he doesn't feel supported that that's a big thing in most men's life of not feeling fulfilled or in alignment or happy. Um, how do you, when you work with men, how do you get them to switch their mentality to victimhood, to taking responsibility? Like that's such a hard process because no one wants to take responsibility if their life is not going well, <laughs> but everyone wants yeah, to take responsibility course. when their life is going well. <laughs> but how do you make that switch? Cause like once that's, that's truly integrated and understood in the subconscious mind, your life will change forever. Like that is just the biggest yeah. step, but how do you get them there? How do you get them there in the first place? Yeah. I mean, there, there's a death and rebirth that has to happen. So the, the victim ego or personality has to die. So that man has to realize and through a lot of pain and usually tears and grief that not only is he destroying his own life by being a victim or being a non-agent, right? He's not moving. He's like a lot of men, if their fathers will, their children will come up in that process and they'll just be broken or, or like they're anyone they're a guardian for. So family, friends, colleagues, they'll realize that they're not only destroying their own life, they're destroying the life of that village. And that will just, it's just instinctual. There's no, you don't need to say anything to that man. He will naturally pop into, you know, I, I like to call it the heroic mindset as, as opposed to victim mindset. Okay. It's not heroic. Like, look at me, I'm the hero, like ego. It's more like a hero confronts darkness head on. And even mm -hmm. though he's, he fails or struggles and like there's, there's real medicine in the heroic mindset. And, and we need more of that on earth right now. Like for fuck's sake to speak to COVID in this year, yeah. like we need more yeah. heroic mindsets. Like there's a yeah. lot of victims out there and it's really mm -hmm. disturbing. Yeah. But for females yeah, in as well. that moment, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. We need heroic, we need heroines too. We need heroes yeah. and heroines yeah. running all over the place. But that man, like, and, and prompts can help and challenges like some men, even though they pop through, will stay and collapse. It's kind of like the little, little boy doesn't want to get out of the bath, you know? And it's like, it's lovable because he's, he's taking responsibility, but he's like, doesn't want to act yet. And that's when like a challenge can really help. And like an yeah. older man can challenge him and be like, hey, like, like are you going to commit and actually take action and accountability? Yeah. And then other men are like, yo, like, give me your, give me your email. Give me your phone number. Like, we're going to stay in touch and make sure that like, you're actually walking this talk. And yes. that's really, that's honestly the hardest part about all this. Sorrel is, you know, you can, any man that's listening to this or, or woman that's connected to a man, you know, that man can go to one of these processes and they're all over the world. This isn't just yeah. in America. This is all over the world. You can find something like this. Mm -hmm. um, that man's real work is the integration when he gets home. Uh -huh. You can have a, it's just like, 
just like drinking ayahuasca or doing mushrooms or whatever, you know, you can have a huge transcendent experience, but the work begins when you, you go home and you have to integrate and practice it. Yeah, that's for anyone and everyone. And I see that more and more, the more that I'm integrating what I've learned over the years, the more I see it in others that they can talk for half an hour at a dinner about you know what they learned through Stephen Covey and Jim Rohn and Tony Robbins, you know, all these amazing people that they're listening to podcasts and reading books, but there's like no integration or or they'll be talking about being conscious and being present and being in alignment and they'll be, you know, drinking alcohol the whole time. It's like the, where is the, (laughs) the integration is definitely the hardest part. And I feel like at the stage where we're at overall right now with the world is like spirituality, consciousness, all that it's coming a lot uh, closer is becoming a lot more common. People like actually know what it is. More people are doing yoga and meditation, things like that. But we're not yet at the stage where those people learning it are integrating it yet. And that is the hardest part because we love familiarity, right? So we're like, totally. no, we don't want to change. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's not good for us and we want to change, but the subconscious mind, the right. child doesn't like that change, right? Yeah. Interesting. Trying to protect us. Yeah. What do you find as a generalization, because you work specifically with men, what do you find is the biggest challenge for men in the Western world today? I mean, intuitively challenges. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the most common challenges is living inauthentically or, or breaking out of the mold. Like, okay. This affects men and women massively and it's different. So it's, you can't really compare, but the the like mind control of culture so like mm. how a man should be mm. is a false image and so okay. the hardest thing for the western man is to realize that first of all admit and look at and be like wow this is fucked mm-hmm. um i was blessed although it evolved a lot of suffering for from use me as an example yeah where i never fully bought into the image even as a boy i was like same I spent a lot of time alone and I was just like, this is really weird. Like yeah. you know, being in sports locker rooms and trying to like be with the boys. And yeah. I knew something was wrong. I like put on the mask and I got yeah. good at acting it out, but I was never like it. I think um, there's and so a lot many, of men out there. Yeah. I think there's so many guys like you, to be honest, a lot of my guy friends recently too, I'm meeting and they're like, Oh, I'll watch rugby, but I'm like really not wanting to watch the game. I'm kind of just sitting there like, uh, this is boring. <laughs> like, sure. like there's six guys watching rugby and five of them don't want to watch it. Only one of them does. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. That's one great example is like sports culture is, mm-hmm. is a, here's, it's a culturally sanctioned masculine culture, which you should question. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's the hardest thing for men is to live authentically. And it's even harder, the more that's at stake. So if you're in your twenties yeah. as a man and you're listening to this, like, you know, God bless you. You are, you're way ahead of the curve and you have plenty of time to enact your own authentic masculinity. Now, if you're 45 and you got the mortgage, the kids, corporate job, blah, blah, blah. Now we're in setting up for a crisis because this is where men have, you know, the quarter, 
the quarter life crisis is now the yeah. thing. It's not even midlife crisis. And yeah. as I mentioned earlier, it's really sad, but people need to be aware of this. Like men are nine times more likely to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Prisons are filled with men mm-hmm. that have committed violent crimes. Mm-hmm. There's all, there's a litany of statistics. Those are just the most obvious. Yeah. Um, men like are having, we're, we're in a mental health crisis. Yeah. Like the same thing that we feel towards all the women in the world that are like, being sexually abused or you know in domestic violence and like we all can agree like that's fucked up let's change it yeah in the same way for men it's like a lot of men because of their inauthenticity and these these culturally sanctioned things are just miserable and 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 again when a man is miserable and he's holding a leadership role in the family and the company in the village it destroys everyone yeah that's and, so and you can meta you can take this meta and look at our government yeah story. <laughs> yeah a bunch of old white guys that are really fucking mm. sad inside yeah that's so true that's why i have uh such a passion to work with men like when i was younger i dealt with the whole like um I don't know, like more kind of the the most common girl problems, like the eating disorder and the, I don't know, compulsive exercising, things like that. And, and that drove a passion in me to help other women realize that they're beautiful and things like that. But then once that phase kind of left me in like my earlier 20s, then I became really passionate about really wanting to help men. And that's also because as you were saying before, the prisons and then a lot of the, the domestic violence and things like that, the numbers are higher for, for men to do that. So, so why aren't yeah. we focusing on exactly. the, the exactly. people creating like a lot of the crime in the world? And also like with the politics, as you said, people who, are, who have a lot of power and they do, like a lot more men in the world right now have a lot more power than women. So let's heal <laughs> them as well. And then at the same time, yeah. the, the women who want to work with women can work on women having also equal amount of power as the man. Um, yeah, it's super interesting. I love it. I love it. I want boys myself. Like I want kids one day and I want two men and I want to just raise them as like epic men <laughs> so that they can help. So they can do what you're doing and do the workshops and help other men <laughs> be a good role model. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I love my mom so much, but I don't even think she understands what I do to be honest. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, so interesting. Do you ever look at the female side and question what the biggest challenges for females in the Western world we're speaking, right? Do you ever? Yeah, I mean, I I do. And and Mm. I've I've had deep conversations with soul sisters that like study this. Like I have a lot of, I mean, one of my my best friend's fiance is like super sexuality feminine coach. Is that the sex trick? Yeah. Okay. And also other another friend too, who are <laughs> both best friends. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, for for the feminine in the West, I think the most pain comes from the body because of this image that is shoved down everyone's throats of the Playboy model or the actress, and like the the sexualization and the objectification has reached such a level where it's so subtle. It's like, yeah, obviously in the '60s, it's like you know people were smoking weed and like, hey man, like this is fucked up. And like, you know, they just kind of realize, oh wait, advertising in Hollywood don't have our best interests and they're making women feel like shit with their self-esteem. It's at a whole nother level where like 13 year old girls, like if you don't send nudes, like you're like shamed. Like there's, 
there's a crazy level of body dysmorphia in the feminine. Mm -hmm. And for the feminine, you know, like beauty is a core value. And, it, and that's amazing. Like, like the, the feminine essence is like beauty and radiance and like not just physical, like there's, a, there's emotional yeah. and psychological beauty as well in the feminine. That's, that's huge. But the West has just attacked that and, and, and made women into trophies, into servants. I mean, it, that, that is what, even the women like yourself who are like total badasses and like speaking the truth and, and empowering other women and men, you know, that like, even in like, you go to an entrepreneur room mm -hmm. of like millionaire, blah, blah, blah. And I used to hang out with these folks in LA when I was like, I got to be in these rooms because I was like just working at these conferences selling right. supplements and nutrition stuff. And it was cool. But even the women in that room, what I realized is we're acting like men. They weren't like, like I, I was expecting like, oh, this woman's like, she's like the top dating coach in the world. She was, should be like feminine, radiant, juicy. She was acting like a dude. And like, she was very like masculine and it was like hard to be with her. It was like, oh. And what do you mean by so that, that? What do you mean by acting masculine? describe that like she she wasn't she wasn't using intuition or sensuality in anything that she was doing she wasn't like um like to me the, the feminine can be more spontaneous and there's like a, there's an element of of nurture like not a mothering but their field is magnetic so they're not like trying to like butt in or like force themselves on anything like they're just they're like the flower and the bees surrender. are gonna come get the pollen yeah it's right. full surrender and, and this woman was very much, and like many, I've seen many, I mean, I coach these women, actually. Yeah. It's hilarious. A lot of the women I, I mentor are high-performing entrepreneur women who are wanting to learn how to be more feminine and, and still be wealthy and still have a king and all that. Yeah. So that's the, that's the to answer your question with the rant. Interesting. That, that, that part of the masculine and feminine, um, that never spoke truth to like my my inner you know how like you hear something and, and it just clicks you never heard it before you're like wow that sounds like the truth and it's amazing <laughs> that never <laughs> i never heard that talk about the masculine and the feminine in that sense um ever sounding right or in alignment for me and that's why like when we did this podcast i was like oh i don't know if like um it would make sense to me to use the whole masculine and feminine. And I know like a lot of people, they listen to it. And as you said, for, for men, your opinion was the biggest issue is unauthenticity and not knowing who you are. I think that's just humans in the Western world period. I think that's our biggest problem. Totally. And because we don't know who we are, I feel like a lot of females and just humans look to a lot of people in the spiritual community and the, the words feminine and masculine are becoming so much more popular in the spiritual community. And I think more so than it needs to be. And because they don't know who they are, they're looking at these people and these coaches and being like, Oh, I have a vagina. I need to be more feminine. And you know, a guys like I have a penis, I need to be more masculine. And it's, and, sure. and I, and I question a lot of coaches on this and they go, Oh yeah, but we all have both, but it does tend to have this, this common denominator that, men need to work on being masculine and women need to work on being more feminine. And that's just the only part where, where I struggle. I do follow Ayurveda and the doshas and they're, 
in that study, that was like the ancient Indian philosophy, they discovered three, four, five thousand years ago, there's three main elements and there's uh, air, fire and earth and everybody has these elements but some people have more of one element than the other and it's not at all specific to gender this the ayurveda teachings and yoga is ayurveda and breathworks ayurveda and meditations ayurveda it's this huge umbrella term for holistic health and creating equilibrium yeah. in the body and that just resonates when i heard of that that resonated to me in so much more alignment but with the with the female of needing to surrender now i'm going off on a rant with you off the podcast a little bit but for me in relationships if i have a man who's very wanting to be the stereotypical masculine term from what i hear of the leader um that i can't date men like that who are very like i'm gonna guide you're gonna be the surrender you're gonna like be the relaxed one and just kind of you know flow like water <laughs> i'm like no that's not really me like i am very bubbly i don't feel like a masculine though like not many people follow me or meet me and they're like, whoa, you're super masculine, but I do have this. And I don't see it as male, female, masculine or feminine, or even yin and yang. I just see it as uh, what for what it is that I, I like having that role of like guiding. And I, I gel really, really well with guys who are more in Ayurveda, we call it kapha, the earth elements. And they're very laid back and they're very a bit more go with the flow and they're they have a lot of water in their element and they're just kind of like yeah and i'm not i'm not an earth element so i feel like i might have a bit more of the you know we're gonna go here and that guy's just like okay yeah that works for me <laughs> um and if i were to have and that's the only thing is like and that's i think why i struggle with it. if i were to have a coach one day and i was in a relationship that I felt needed coaching and I couldn't um, heal it myself with him. And I had a coach being like, oh, you need to be, you know, a bit more, you know, surrender and let him lead. I know that that, that wouldn't flow because it doesn't feel authentic to me going back to authenticity. So I just feel like that's the reason why I didn't want to use, why I don't like using masculine and feminine myself is because for example, someone listening to this podcast uh, might understand what I was just saying, or or a lot of people they don't really know who they are, and they're trying to you know figure out life and and what's in alignment for them. And then when they hear, oh, I'm you know I have a vagina and I need to be this mass this feminine person, and feminine is surrender, and feminine is softness, and feminine feminine is this, then they then they're like okay, I'm going to just be like that rather than just removing all labels and just being like, just be you. <laughs> if that, if any of that made any sense to you. <laughs> no, it makes, it makes perfect sense. And I, I see both sides. Um, yeah. To be fully honest, the masculine and feminine labels are just tools. So yeah. tools are there to work with energy, but when you've worked with the energy, you can discard them. You don't take the tools around with you everywhere. So yeah for a lot of people right now on the planet, it's very useful because most people on earth, and this is my opinion, yeah. you know, aren't even at the level where they understand, you know, call it yin and yang, whatever, like call yeah. it decisive and surrendered. You can yeah. pick your labels. <laughs> yeah. um, but most people aren't even at the level where they understand that they have both of those. Yeah. Because in my experience, everyone does. A lot yeah. of people are stuck in one or the other. 
So right. the surrendered housewife who's full submissive and in collapse, but like is a desperate housewife, you know, uh -huh. she has a broader masculine side online, whatever yeah. you want to call it. And, yeah, and that's right. fucking beautiful when that happens. Same mm -hmm. thing for the guy who's full machismo and is locked in his like egoic, mm -hmm. whatever. I'm, I'm the man. I do this. I do this. And mm -hmm. that guy taps into his yin essence. He's going to have a healing awakening. Yeah. And this is the work. It's all about balance. Um, yeah. A lot of people, you know, and I, and I, this goes deep, you know, I, I think there are agendas and, you know, the term conspiracy theory is, is not a good term because it's no, it's not. Us, but, <laughs> but I, I know but there are <laughs> real agendas and 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 things out there in the world. I mean, look at the food, look at the media, look mm -hmm. at look at a lot of the structures you have in place that are teaching mm -hmm. our youth how to have sex and relate that yeah. are attacking the genders, attacking men and women. Yeah, and by attacking, I mean making yeah. them weaker and making them yeah. doubt themselves. Like you said, I agree. Everyone. If we all knew who we really were, we would be unfuckwithable. We wouldn't yeah. have a lot of the issues we have. And we get to do this beautiful journey of figuring that out and asking uh -huh. hard questions and acting in the world. Mm -hmm. So all that to say, I agree with you, Arel, that like if you if you are feeling just like, yeah, like you want to be super decisive and you want to be like the leader and you got this like fiery energy, yeah. like fucking ride that. Like yeah. I would never tell a woman or a man to not embody the opposite pole. Yeah. The, the issue becomes you have, you'd have to find a mate that's exactly in that same mm. dynamic of, with or you. the opposite or <laughs> yeah. Or the opposite. Uh -huh. And that's what I mean. Like the, like the dynamic as in they can go to the opposite when you're in the opposite and then yeah. create the charge or ideally both partners are inter sovereign and are able to fully adapt. Yeah. And, and I, I've never, I've never like experienced that long, long term, but when uh -huh. I have been in that kind of mode with a woman where mm -hmm. we can both like, yeah, if she wants to lead and she's feeling super like dominant yeah. and young, I I'll just, I'll be the first one to surrender and be like, fuck yeah. And then <laughs> vice versa. Once yeah. I get like fired up, she might yeah. want to surrender. And so that's what it is. It's all a dance. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you know, the truth is one, it's unity it's oneness we know that like that's even physics is telling us that yeah. and then the dance the lila is duality so yeah if you learn to master duality and polarity you, you can go a lot farther in this world especially in the bedroom especially in the boardroom this all applies <laughs> to business energetics too yeah and that's why i choose to kind of like focus on those areas with people yeah and i feel like to help find that balance as well as is, is doing what you haven't tried before, like doing the opposite. If you do feel like you are a very controlling person, you never want to surrender, try surrendering and surrendering. And if you feel like you're just kind of always taking the back seat, try leadership, try organizing an event yourself or try, yeah, whatever, organizing, leading something. And, um, and then through that, I feel like you can kind of find your middle ground a lot easier and just kind of settle where you are naturally authentically. Um, but yeah, I think it depends as well when you're in a relationship, it always depends on who you're with as well. They bring out different sides of you and someone you might trust a little bit more to lead in a certain area of life. And then you want to lead and them surrender in another area that you're more confident in and they're less confident in found that that was definitely a pattern in my past relationships, you know, where I'm confident. I'm like, I'll go, you follow. And other areas, I'm like, I don't know anything about this. I will follow, you lead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. What advice would you give for anyone or men listening to this who have listened to this podcast and they find it, they found it helpful and it resonated with them? What leaving advice would you give for men who want to step into their true potential, into their, into their true power, and just live a more authentic, happier lifestyle? Yeah. I mean, step one is ask these three questions and don't just ask them like, oh, I thought about it. Like sit down, create a space, a ritual, write it down. Um, who am I? Mm-hmm. And that question will take you into a full prayer meditation. Like it's not just like, oh, I'm Bob Ross or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> who am I? Um, where am I going? So have a, have a real deep dive around your directionality and like where you're going. And don't just say like, oh, I'm going to get my pension in 10 years. You know, like, yeah. where do you want to go? Yeah. Right? So that, that, one's, that one's big. Mm-hmm. And then the third one, probably the easiest, is who's coming with you. So take stock of who's in your field. You know, who you're dating, what's your relationship like, who are your best friends, who are your supporters, your friends, family. Mm-hmm. And, like, and don't just say like, well, yeah, they're coming because they're here. Like, who do you want <laughs> to be in relationship with? Again, right. desire, authentic desire. And, and just that exercise mm-hmm. will reveal all your blind spots and weak spots. It will also reveal that you may not be living out your desire that you Completely. think you are. Completely. And that for a man and for anyone, those questions apply to women too. But yeah. Um, yeah. if you answer them honestly and radically honestly, you will know what to do next. Now, for men and for women, I... I I mean, some call it the naturalistic fallacy and my philosopher friends always give me shit for this, but (laughs) let's put it this way. For the first several million years of humanity, our ancestors had things pretty fucking figured out. They didn't, they didn't fuck up the whole biosphere and have, they still had war. There was still violence, but Mm. they weren't systematically like destroying their own civilization slash the biosphere. So when I look at the ancestors, when I look at surviving indigenous cultures, yeah. they all have men's and women's business. Um, I had a pleasure to work with an Aboriginal woman actually from Australia, and she was giving me Aww. full codes around men and women's business and like, and, and men and women's, the tents and the circles that they're separate. They have their technologies, their rituals, and it's always about coming back into harmony because then the, the men and the women mm-hmm. can come back into right relationship in the tribe. Yeah. And in the modern world, like, yes, like, I'm, I'm fully pro, like, the transgender LGBTQ plus movement. Like, please, like, be fucking authentic, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, what do you feel more drawn to? Go to that. And that's, and that's right. okay. Like, we, we've done men's work with, with transgender men, and it's okay. incredible. It's yeah. a very rewarding experience wow. for everyone. Wow. Um, but yeah, that, that's really what, that's the bottom line. Doesn't matter what you do, just gather mm-hmm. with gather with your people yeah so important right so the first question who am i so that's finding you and you don't mean in terms of what you want because the last two questions were kind of finding what you want which surprises the hell out of me how many people don't i'm always like what do you want to do next year what do you want to do in 10 years how many kids do you want what are you going to do with your savings and people always say I don't know. I don't know. Um, What you want is so important. And then the first one, who am I as in finding that authenticity? Right. I mean, 
the best way I know how to do that is to get quiet, is to go within whatever way you can do that and just listen. Because that one, you're not going to be able to figure out with the mind. You're going to have yeah. to feel it, be it, because it's the silent voice. It's your, it's your soul. It's whatever, your heart. Mm-hmm. We'll call it whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And it can help if you are really lost around that to ask friends, mentors, and loved ones. Get reflections. Get honest yeah. reflections. Because they'll see your blind spots and they'll see parts of you that you, you may not be aware of. see your strengths as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with with a finding who you are and your authenticity, I find as well, find what makes you happy. That's yeah. also that. That's a big clue. It's that beautiful and simple as well. It's like, find what truly makes you happy. Um, that's good for yourself and other people though as well. Like, don't just, you know, do cocaine every night. <laughs> find what nourishes your soul. Is that really making you happy? Is, yeah. That's actually the question. Yeah. Yeah. Is that really nourishing your soul? And does it really feel in alignment? <laughs> for you yeah yeah awesome how can people find you online yeah i mean it's my name on on facebook instagram youtube kevin oris on instagram it's at kev underscore oroslan okay um yeah kevin you can see my new book there i have a mastermind in costa rica next july um covid fucking willing Uh, i have a new (laughs) book out in I'm based in Bali, so I'm, I'm living here in Uluwatu right now and very awesome. blessed to be here. Awesome. Any plans to go back to America in 2021? 100%. Yeah, I have clients there. I have events there, but okay. it's really a visa thing right now. So I'm just I'm playing the, the proper game to have all my documents in order so I can still freely travel Yeah. and yeah have a business here in Indonesia, have a business in the United States. I mean, I'm really setting, I want to be a global, I am a global citizen and I want to be more legit in that way. Exactly. Oh, I love that word. Yes. Global citizen. Oh my gosh. I love it. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's really fun.